Welcome back, you degenerates, to the number one gambling podcast in the world. This is Bed and Diagonal, and I have a very special guest tonight. My good friend, Mr. Tyler Hutchison, Mr. Kyle Larson himself, Mr. Buckeye. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm good, man. Big Kyle Larson guy over here. <laughs> Listen, for those of you who don't know, I talk about Mr. Hutch a lot, and uh, first He's a big fan of the show. Good friend of mine. Let me uh, crash in that couch that's right next to him when I was at, right. out there in Ohio. Big couch guy. <laughs> big couch guy. Uh, one of the best gamblers I know. And that's not even a lie. This kid puts more money in my pocket than my boss does. So uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Are you excited? You ready to talk some gambling I'm with excited. us? excited. Hope I can put uh, some winners out there for everyone watching. Uh yeah, good week to have me on. I come from the best win I've ever had, but there's no NASCAR. There's no real big <laughs> UFC this week, so we'll see yep. what we can do. So, just so anytime somebody comes on the show, I always ask them a couple questions about how they how they approach gambling. So, uh, you know, you know me. We talk about this all the time, and I know what kind. Of, I know what you're gonna say. All these questions, but I ask for the people. So, what kind of gambler are you? Like, what's your What's your style? What do you do? Are you like a volume guy like myself? Do you like to pick your spots? Definitely not a volume guy. I'd rather go heavier on certain spots. Uh, big analytics guy. You know, I love to look at the numbers, try to find the best spots there, but I try to keep it relatively small, three or four spots, but I know you, you find 20, 30 spots and go with it, but I yeah, try to keep it small. When he asked me how many plays I had for tonight's show, he's like, He's like, what, 17, 18? I'm like, nah, man, this is the NFL show. We keep it nice and calm on the NFL show. But uh, come like mid-January when we're talking college basketball and there's a slate of 120 games on Saturday, watch out. <laughs> watch out. Oh, I'll be in on that, especially March Madness. that comes around every single game, okay. every single one. I love it. Um, outside, of course, being a big NASCAR guy, what's your best sport that you wager on? And uh, what's your favorite sport? Or unless it's the same thing. It'd probably be the same thing. I love to bet UFC. Uh, fighting's by far, I think, the most intense to watch. Because, you know, when you bet football or basketball, you know it's going to be four quarters. You know it's going to end. Fighting, it could be over in five seconds or go all three, five rounds. So that's probably the most intense, most fun for me to bet on. Yeah, and in turn, it can also be the most profitable with, with the mm -hmm. large numbers. So Yep. You are good. You are good. I will Try tell you that. I've, I've hit many, many a parlays you've sent me. So I've also lost in the last leg of many a parlays. Oh, so. yeah. Worst parts the judges' scorecards. Yeah. I love, I've love been, that. I've been uh, shadow banned on Twitter once or twice because, <laughs> because of judges at this point. Um, but like I said, this is the NFL show tonight. Um, you will be giving us. You said you're going to be giving us a UFC pick later on. Love to see that. Um, I'm going to talk. I can't hear you. I lost you. Yeah, I know. I just pulled my there microphone go. out. You're good. You're good. Yeah, I, I stepped on my microphone. <laughs> I'm a professional. I do this five I say, times. My first time on the show. Look at you. <laughs> um, like I said, I'm talk a little college basketball at the end of the show, but uh, we're going to talk some NFL. Why don't you give me your... Uh, your best bet. Give me your best bet of the, of the Sunday slate. 
You may start with the best bet. Yeah. The Hutch no, Hammer. The Hutch Hammer, the 4-0 Hutch Hammer. The Hutch Hammer of the week going to the Carolina-Arizona game. Going to under 44 and a half. Going with the under. Kyler Murray, questionable. Colt McCoy's going to come in. He played well last week, but I still don't trust him. Chase Edmonds is out. DeAndre Hopkins, questionable. Rondale Moore, questionable. You're going to Panthers are throwing out PJ Walker. Three for 15 on passes so far this year. Not great. CMC's back. He'll get a lot of touches, a lot of catches, but you know, the Panthers will play slow. They'll try to control the clock, keep Arizona's offense off the field. But the best part about this, the under is 10 and 2 in the last 12 games for the Panthers. The under is 4-0 for the Cardinals in their last four games as a favorite. Cardinals have the number two analytically ranked defense. Panthers number six. Cardinals are the number four analytic offense, both Kyler out and all those injuries. I don't think they'll still be up there. The Panthers have the number 31 ranked offense. So that is my best bet of the day, going with the under 44 and a half. Well, I like that. I don't hate that at all. For me, when it comes to like under, over-unders, Oh, it's like a clear like discrepancy on the number. Kind of wait to till like Sunday morning to see the weather and all that. Right. But uh, every single trend points to the under in this game. Yeah, I just I just like pulled up covers and it's like Panthers are five and one to the under last six road games. Five and one following a straight up loss. Everything points to the under, especially on the Panther side. Their defense has been strong. Um, they're only getting better and healthier. So I just don't see how the Panthers score with PJ Walker. Yeah, they have McCaffrey. They have some good receivers, but Cardinals you, have a good uh, defense. And I don't know how that number will adjust once Kyler's officially rolled out. I don't think they'll play him this game, especially Hopkins. I don't think he'll play. Rondell Moore might, but I just don't see a lot of points being scored. No, I I, I tend to agree. I I stared at this game for a bit. Um, I also think there's value on the Panthers, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not touching the, I'm not touching the ten and a half or ten, whatever it is. I'm staying. Yeah, there's away too many from unknowns. That. Yeah, there's too many unknowns. It's gonna drop down. I, like if you do like the spread, you might as well take it now, I think. But um not like that. My uh, let's let's go. Yeah, this is probably my best bet. This is just uh an opinion based best bet. You don't I know you like do your analytical nonsense, but uh, my best bet is going to be Colts minus 10.5 against the Jags. The Colts have a trend of beating up on bad teams. All year long this year, Jets, they beat them by 15. Texans beat them by more than 20. 49ers beat them by a dozen. The Who else they play? The Dolphins, they beat up on the Dolphins. 4-0 record against the spread against teams a losing record. This team just pounds the ball, plays great defense. I just think Jonathan Taylor's going to run the ball down, down the Jaguars' throat. Um, I also am going to be looking at the over in the for his rushing yards, for his prop. I think if it's anything under like 110, I think I'll grab it. Um, for me, Urban Meyer off a win in the NFL is official auto-fade. <laughs> he's not going to get a lot of them and uh listen the last four games coming off a win the jags have 
failed to cover. You add in the fact that Trevor Trash Cam Lawrence is banged up, bum ankle. It leaves me no choice to date the Colts. Um, the Colts defense is number one in turnover differential. Trevor's not been playing great as it is. That team has no weapons. Give me the Colts minus 10 to beat up on that terrible, terrible Jags team. See, I do like that. The only thing that kind of, like, I looked at that game hard. A lot of the points you already pointed out, how the Colts are, you know, 5-1, and one, last six against the spread. Um, but the one thing that scared me off is the Jaguars are 10-1-1 one one against the spread in their last 12 games against the Colts. Mm. That's a scary me. Urban Meyer. Yeah. Urban yeah. Meyer was not a part of those 12 games. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they've, they've been good. Jaguars, I will say, have been very good in November. They've covered four of the last five in November. Um, but besides that, the Colts are just on fire. They have a chance to just take the division lead. Um, you know, they've been playing well. They've been playing well. They haven't played great competition yet outside of Tennessee. But you, you play who's in front of you, and the Jaguars are one of the worst teams in history. They don't deserve to have two wins, but somehow they do. That that Bills win was the best win they've had since since that deep playoff run they had. But was it six years ago? Five six years ago? Yeah, it, in a while. I had a friend who flew down there for the game from Buffalo. I hate to see that. It was that's, brutal. That's heartbreaking. <laughs> Diehard Bills. What a Bills waste fan. of a trip. Yeah, yeah. Didn't even get a didn't even get a ten. It was an overcast day. You know. Uh, what else you got for us? I know this is a game you're going to love. Absolutely love. Let's head to the Cleveland Browns. My team. My unbiased opinion, right? Taking the Browns. Money line. Plus 113. No Nick Chubb. No Kareem Hunt. That hurts. But the best part for the Browns is there's no OBJ. There's no forcing him the ball. Baker can sit back, make his reads. Browns can play their offense. No distractions. They locked up. There are two guards, Tino, White Teller this week, long contracts, offensive line, best in the NFL. The Browns or Browns are five and one against the spread in their last six on the road. They're five and zero oh against the spread. Their last five on the road versus team with a winning record. Um. Browns are two and one against the spread this season as underdogs. And they're five and one against the spread dating back to last season as an underdog. Uh, Patriots are one and four straight up at home in their last five games. The Patriots have uh, played the 31st hardest schedule so far this year. The Browns have fa- played the 18th. So I personally think the Browns should be about a three point favorite. So I'll take the Browns at plus money all day. Uh, I hate to do this to you. Uh, Morgan does this a lot when he's on the show. Shout out to Morgan. He's on vacation. But um, there's always at least one pick where somebody's against me. And on this show, I am 4-0 when this happens. Love it. I, I love it. Patriots money line. I am on the Patriots money line because my book has it at minus two. So there's no point in taking the two. I'll just take the money line at minus 125. Uh, first off, sorry, 
I feel bad for you, Hutch. Uh, but I know who Baker truly is. I this whole f- f- facade doesn't it doesn't doesn't skew my view at all. Uh, all he is is an overly conf- confident quarterback that th- he thinks he's better than he actually is. Listen, he had that game without Odell last week. Shows the country doesn't doesn't need or want Odell on that team. But that week came and went. Now he's going to feel all high and mighty, thinking he's better than he truly is. Uh, there's going to be no Nick Chubb in this one. He has officially been ruled out. Uh, yes, Dearness Johnson's a good running back, but you know the Patriots defense will take away anything on the ground. Isn't correct me if I'm wrong. Cream Hunt is back for this one. No, he's still no, out. He's still out. Um, either way, they they. The Patriots and Bill Belichick are going to take away this running game. Going to force Baker to throw. And when Baker gets cocky like he is currently, thinking to himself, I don't I don't need Odell no more. Fuck that guy. Send him back to his boat. Don't need him. That's when he falls apart. Um, Patriots are currently rolling, putting win after win after win to get, uh, together. Um, this This is a massive letdown spot for the Browns. They dismantled the Bengals 41 to 16, made the made the Bengals look like the Bengals of old. So for me, it's a letdown spot. It's a Bill Belichick knows that he has a shot to make the playoffs with the Bills reeling. Um if he wins this week and the and the Bills lose, they are top of the division. Give me the Patriots money line. Patriots minus two. I'll take it to three. That's fine. If if it, Pulls back to three. Uh, Bill Belichick smells blood in the water like the great white shark that he is. A couple stats for you because I know you're a big stat guy. Big stats guy. Browns, one and eight against the spread in the last nine, following a straight up win of more than 14 points. Browns are also three and seven against the spread in the last 10 games, following against the spread win. They don't cover back to back games very often. Give me the Pats, give me the hot team. Not the team that uh, is owned by is uh, run by a short, stubby quarterback. I think the Browns without Chubb this week they will pull out a lot, of, try to trick plays. I could see Landry being involved in a lot of stuff. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, I could see getting some touches, but big Anthony Schwartz guy. Big Anthony Schwartz guy. <laughs> I don't hate the under in this spot. I could see it being kind of a run first heavy game, but I am concerned if. Uh, Miles Garrett gets a sack that Mac Jones might take his ankle out, but yeah, we'll see if, that, see that if was that happens, so dirty. That yeah, didn't get enough. That did not get enough uh, right. play time anywhere. I saw it on Twitter once, and that was it. Um, I mean, shout out to, to Mac Jones trying to be a winner. Right. This part of me that appreciates that. <laughs> By the way, Nova's tied up. Thirty seconds left. Um, for those of you watching at home, we're both on Nova. Uh, what was I saying? Oh. I don't know. I just that letdown spot scares me for the for the Browns. At first, I I was I was on the Browns. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, oh, Browns gonna Browns are just gonna trample them. Baker Baker looked good, and I'm like, ah, oh, wait a second. Baker doesn't do this for a living. Baker does Hulu commercials for a living. <laughs> I mean, it's a big show me spot. I'm gonna trust my team. See what happens. I know not having Chubb really hurts, but yeah, like I said if Chubb, the line. I was my handicap on it was if Chubb was in was playing i'm on the browns because he's just he's matchup proof will run anybody over 
Dearness Johnson is not that guy. Right. So, um, I love, I love, I, lo- I don't love the Pats. I love the Pats enough to, to bet on them this weekend. But uh, I honestly wouldn't be crazy shocked. The Browns did pull up and upset, but I just don't see it. It's not a situation that I see it. What else you got for me, Mr. Hutch? <sighs> My last play on this card is a little two-teamer parlay. Oh, I knew he was going to pull a parlay. love these. I knew it. Love these parlays. UCLA takes lead at halftime. Hate to see it. Oh, that was a dirty shot right in the face. Hate to see it. Two-team parlay. Covering. Yeah, Yeah. money line. That's your fault. Two-team parlay. First team, Green Bay Packers. Love the Packers this week. If Aaron Rodgers plays, that's the big key. Me too. As the big one. Um. This is straight analytics for you, straight stats for you. Seattle, two and five straight up in their last seven games. Oh, five and one against the spread in the last six against the Green Bay. The Packers, eight and zero against the spread, last eight overall. Five and zero against the spread, last five as a favorite. Four and zero against the spread versus teams with losing records. Seventeen and two straight up in their last nineteen at home. The number being, I think, is three and a half right now. Three and a half. It's a tricky number, especially Russell Wilson coming back. Seahawks can score. So I'm just going to find another team to parlay him with, take the money line at minus 175, get the juice down a little bit. And I'm going to parlay them with the Monday night game, taking the Rams oh, minus I, 185. I lean the other way. I love that. <laughs> I love it. Tell me why you the like Rams. the Rams. Uh, they are 15 and six against the spread after a loss under Sean McVay. Four and one straight up in their last five. Five and one straight up in their last six on the road. San Fran, one and five against the spread in their last six. Oh and five, or I'm sorry, one and five straight up in their last six. Oh and eight straight up in their last eight at home. Oh and three against the spread this year in division games. So, again, I think that number's at four, four and a half right now. So, I will buy them down, take the money line at minus 185, parlay them with the Packers, give me a nice plus 145 two-team parlay, sweat out Sunday, and then sweat out Monday night. Uh, you're, bold. you're a much bolder guy than I. Um, I lean the, the 49ers in that one, and it's nothing to do with either team. It has to do with... Uh, Kyle Shanahan is Sean McVay's daddy. He just seems to own him. Uh, yes, I do. I, everybody knows that McVay is the better coach, but when they go head to head, Shanahan is has been the better coach. Um, I don't know. Like you can take away Debo with Jalen Ramsey, but now Kittle's back. Ayukwine uh, decided to show his face this season. Jimmy G's a bitch. We know what happens. You can't win if you're a bitch. But um, I'm staying away, I think. Talk to me on Monday. <laughs> see how oh, you'll see be how, on it Monday. <laughs> see how Sunday goes. See how, see how tomorrow goes with college basketball. Uh, Packers is my favorite play of the week if uh, Aaron Rodgers plays. I told you before the show, it's my, it would be my biggest play in the, probably of the NFL season. Second biggest play after I just lost the biggest one in Bill's first half. 
But um, entire bankroll Bills first half. Yeah, fucking unbelievable. Good thing. Good thing I had a great week in college basketball to make up for it, right? Can I say I'm surprised. Hit? I'm surprised you're not on the Bills first half. I looked at the Bills first half this week as a bounce back spot. I'm surprised you're not on it. Uh-uh. Mike White is better than Tom, than Tom Brady. Can't do it. That is that's facts. <laughs> Can't do it. I'm a big Mike Mike White guy. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is like one of those guys that no matter what is out to prove people wrong. So if he plays, it's going to be a blowout. And uh, yeah, Geno Smith sucks. But fun fact about Geno Smith, he covered all three games he played this year. It's insane. Yeah. Russell Wilson doesn't cover games. You know, make Geno the starter. And that's a different story. We don't even know if Russ can truly hold the football yet. Like we, he's been pride. No, he's been practicing, but he's got a he had a broken hand, broken front hand. You don't know if they're rushing him back because they want to have a shot, make the playoffs, or what it, whatever it is. Um, I like the Packers. I like the Packers a lot. I believe uh, Chris Carson. They ruled him out today as well. Yeah, but he won't be back for Seahawks either. So Chris Carson stinks. With or with, doesn't matter. That that has zero effect on my handicap for that game personally. It just whoever that running back is. They, I mean, I just they're not gonna let Russ cook. I don't think first game back. So especially in Lambo, yeah. Packers will be ready to play. I'm off of it if Jordan if Jordan Love plays. He is. Geez. Oh yeah, right. He's I'll be off of it then too. Bad. Uh, can oh. I interest you in another money line for your parlay if you're uh? If the Packers are uh, playing Jordan Love, it's going to be the Raiders. The Raiders the money Raiders line. The Raiders money line. Yeah, I was going to say, it. if it's the Chiefs, I might be on. No. You're going Raiders money line. No, 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 no. Uh, everybody, especially me and Joe Green, that bitch, watched the Raiders outplay the Giants last week, but they had two terrible turnovers, one ending in a pick six. It's Xavier uh, McKinney, great player. Not taking anything against him, but uh, you ruined my day. You ruined my friend's day on his birthday. Uh, the Raiders have covered the last three times against the Chiefs. The Chiefs had listen. The Chiefs have major issues on the field. You know, Kelsey dropping open balls. Mahomes looking like a middle school quarterback. You know, but Vegas major problems off the field. Say, One yeah. of the receivers killed a guy. <laughs> Their former coach is a ra- is a racist. You know, all these different things. They wanted to sign Odell for whatever reason. That didn't happen. They could even do that, right? Uh, I just think it's like a little bit of a bounce back spot. You know, this is a nice Sunday night game. Hun- hungry dogs run faster in prime time. Take a look at the Dolphins last night. Everybody and their mother was on the Ra- Ravens last night. But um, this really comes down to the, that the fact that the Chiefs really can't stop anybody in the passing game, especially over the middle. There's real big problems in safety, safety positions, and linebacker. Um, meanwhile, Vegas, actually one of the best teams against the pass, uh, allowing only about 200 yards per game, but uh, one of the league's best in averaging under one and a half passing yards per game, uh, passing touchdowns per game, excuse me. Uh, give me the guy who wears makeup. Give me the better tight end in this time in his career. Give me the much better defense. Um, couple stats for you. The home team in this matchup, 
between the Raiders and the Chiefs are seven and two against the spread in their last nine. And uh, Raiders are five and one against the spread in their last six as a dog. Love the spot for the bounce back. Hungry dog runs faster. Give me the Raiders, and I hope that uh, hope that works out for me this time. Because if not, I might not have a producer anymore after the show, <laughs> after Sunday night. So we shall see. Um, you don't have any more picks, you said, for the NFL, I right? I don't, no. Right. One I was looking at before, uh, we were talking about the Seattle-Green Bay game real quick. The under kind of stuck out to me. Number sitting at 49 and a half. Just the stats behind it. The under is 4-0 in the Seahawks' last four road games. The under is 14-3 and in the Seahawks' previous 17 games overall. And the under is 4-0 in the Packers' last four as a favorite. So everything kind of points to the under. But I love that if Jordan Love plays. Yep, Jordan Love plays, I'll hammer that. If Aaron Rodgers plays, I'm taking the hammer over. The and Packers. I think that over moves from 49 or whatever it is to 54 and a half. Like he's that. good for five points on the total. Right. Um, I have another one. This one's ugly. Uh, you're not going to like this one. Falcons plus nine and a half against the Cowboys. Don't for hate me, it. Don't I, hate it. Sh- you don't? Cool. I thought you said you hated it. No, I, I don't hate some, it. Because this is a Morgan special. Morgan would absolutely hate this pick because he loves betting the Cowboys every week. And for good reason. They're a cash cow. Seven and one against the spread this year. Mm. Uh but the Falcons, have, they've been playing good ball. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but the more important thing, as any gambler knows, everything comes back to the mean. And everything comes back to the middle, around 50%. The Cowboys are going to be an auto-fade from here on out for me. No team can cover every game. It's just it's not possible. There's nothing personal to any Cowboy fan out there. It's just more of a business decision. That's what it comes down to. Falcons' offense has looked much better in the last couple of weeks. Um, Corderell Patterson, Kyle Pitts, the love of my life, Mr. This guy. Is this your first show? Hello? First show? It, it, it might be my first show. Seems like it. Um, where was I? Oh, I was talking about my love about Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Pitts. Oh, how could I ever forget about Kyle Pitts? Um no, they do have some weapons. Zacharias, obviously not the, not Calvin Ridley. Um, Russell Gage, like they're good options. This whole narrative about the Cowboys' secondary being much better uh, because Dan Quinn is their defensive coordinator. Guess who was the coach of the Falcons? Dan Quinn. Got fired from the Falcons. Got a job with the Cowboys. It's not a great look. Right. There's been one great player on the Cowboys defense and Travion Diggs, who has what seven seven touchdowns? Or seven, seven interceptions, something like something ridiculous like that. Yeah. Um even with that, having one of the best corners in the league, they've still given up an average two hundred and seventy one yards per game through the air, which is good for seventh worst in the NFL. Listen, this Cowboys uh, passing defense has just been a joke. It's still a joke. Anybody who thinks that they're good, it just they're wrong. They're just simply wrong. Uh, it looked like it was a tough go for Dak last week. He didn't look like himself. He looked, uh, you know, he still looked hurt. And I'm still not fully sure he's healthy, but I'm I'm riding the hot hand. The Falcons have looked good. 
this game was at ten and a half, and this 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 number's flying down. I don't know what you have it. I bet this one already nine and a half. I took it before it got any lower. Um, I also don't hate it as a as a teaser play. If it does get to eight, I'll bring it back up to fourteen. So for me, it's the Falcons or pass. But I'm going Falcons. I'm happy with my pick. It's ugly. Those ugly ones are always my favorite ones, man. Right. Uh, I looked at this. At first, I leaned Cowboys just because it seems like such a bounce-back spot after how they played last week. But the trends all point towards the Falcons. Falcons are 4-2 and two against the spread in their last six. 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five games against the Cowboys. And they're 11-5 and five against the spread in their previous 16 road games. And the Cowboys are 0-4 against the spread in their last four games following a double-digit loss at home. And they're 3-8 and against the spread in their previous 11 games following an against-the-spread loss. So all the trends kind of point towards the Falcons as well. Plus that number, you said, is crashing down. I have it at 9 right now, so I can see it dipping down. side, baby. Yeah, I like the Falcons. I'm not going to bet it. But if I had to, I'd be on the Falcons. Yeah, I love that. Um, that's all I have for NFL. I have a couple couple teams that I'm looking at for teasers. I like I like the Steelers for a teaser. Like I said, I don't hate the Falcons if it gets down to eight, I'll bump it back up to sixty uh back up to fourteen, get for the two touchdowns. But for me, the Steelers is like this is a game they should win by double digits. And me being a Steeler fan, I know they won't bend by double digits. They'll just barely squeak this win out against the Lions. So it makes me makes me worry. Um, I like the I like the over for Najee for rushing yards and that too. I like a lot of player props this week. I think I'm gonna play a lot of player props. There's like a lot of like real big mismatches, like like Dalvin Cook. I you know. See now, now I'm talking because I haven't talked to anybody about gambling by NFL all, right. all week. Because usually I'm talking to Morgan all week, but he's dr- pissed drunk on a beach somewhere without <laughs> his phone. <laughs> so like I have nobody to talk NFL gambling with. So like now I'm like, oh well, I kind of, kind of like the Vikings a little bit to lean. But um, that's actually a good teaser spot. You bring it up to eight. You know, I don't think they get blown out by the Chargers. Right. Um. Do you have any? You have any leans for college football tomorrow? You think your buck guy is going to cover them all? football. I haven't looked too hard into college football. There was a game I liked. I was checking out earlier. Let me see exactly what the number's at. Uh, it's an uh, early game. I like Auburn early. They're minus five. I don't have the stats in front of me of why I exactly liked it, but I was going through it. That one really stuck out to me. Mississippi State uh, kind of stinks. Yeah, and it's at home. It's an early game. Bo Nix is always so hit or miss. Um, but I think Auburn wins that and covers. Eileen, yeah. Michigan State, tomorrow against Maryland, against Tua's brother because he's worse than Tua. So it's a minus 12 right now. You're getting under two touchdowns. I think it's decent value. Um, besides that, I, it's college basketball season for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I, care about, much into... <laughs> don't care about college football anymore. Um. So I want to talk a little bit about the big game. Me and you talked about this game, I don't know, what, three, four months ago? Oh, yeah. We were all excited. <laughs> we had to do, like, a double take on it. Like, no yeah. way that game's happening this early in the year. Yeah, I mean, we thought it was, like, the first – it is the first weekend. We thought it was the first, like – Right, first we night. thought it was, like, we opening it was night. 
Uh, we were so excited. Uh, Texas versus Gonzaga, two teams that will probably be in the Final Four. I think at least these are two, of the, if not the two best teams in the country. Um, I've already bet Texas plus seven and a half. I wrote it as a lean just because when I was writing it, I just found out the number. And then like it was at eight. Then I did the research real quick. It was at eight and a half, jumped down to seven and a half. The Sharps are slamming it down. So I texted you right before the show. If you like Texas, take the seven and a half now because I think it's going down to six. Um, I also like the over 151. I think that's a pretty solid play. I do like that. Gonzaga plays zero defense. They're the fastest team in the country. They, I think it was like last year they put up a shot like every 12 seconds or something wild like that. And they're blowing teams out and they're still doing it. Um, but I love these two teams. I've been waiting months to watch this. And uh, if you think that there's a game on TV, primetime, on national TV that I'm not going to place a bet on, you're crazy. The only reason why I'm playing this Villanova game right now. I stayed in on a I stayed in on a Friday night to watch Yale. That's what I do. I do this. You get Texas Gonzaga tomorrow. Like you have to stand <laughs> for that. Yeah, you, you got me excited for for Yale UMass. You don't think I'm gonna I'm gonna cream my pants over Texas Gonzaga? You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um have you watched that, that kid Holmgren yet? I haven't. Sorry oh, yeah. he balled out the other night. Yeah, he had what was it? 18 points, 13 rebounds, seven blocks, six assists. He's wild. Yeah, he's a good kid. He, yeah, he's gonna be a problem. If he puts on like 30 pounds, he's a Hall of Famer in the NBA oh, yeah. in a couple of years. Oh yeah. No, no problem. He is like 190 pounds, soaking wet, and he's like seven two. Runs the floor like a point guard. It's insane. It's insane to watch, honestly. Um. But like Texas, uh, also, I know you're a big UNC guy. I don't want to do this to you. UNC almost lost to, to Brown today. Say, don't bring him up. Don't bring him up tonight. But yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not bringing it up because I just wanted to tell you that I'm a big Duke guy, and I don't know if you've gotten to watch Duke yet, but there's some dogs on this team. Absolute dogs. It's been um, two games. Yeah. That's yeah, all you need. Beat their balls off of fucking Kentucky. They had a bad they shooting did, night beat and beat him by 10. Uh, I love this Duke team. I really do. I'm having so much fun watching them. Like last year, I knew Duke was going to be bad. Just like I didn't like Johnson. I thought he was, I didn't think he was a great recruit. I didn't think the team fit very well together after they lost Zion and Barrett and all those guys. But this team, there's some real, like, it's, it kind of reminds me of like those. Like Michigan State teams that are just like they grind out. Like yes, they're top players, but like they have that like dive on the floor mentality. Like they they were they were in a dog fight for a while tonight against Army. I remember uh, you texting about that. Oh yeah, I, I I was I was sweating. They had no business covering that game. No business. Uh, Pablo Benchera. Uh, Bancaro, I don't know why they call him Bancaro. There's clearly an H in his name. Um, he's a lock for a top five pick in the N- in the NBA draft this that, year. That guy's a stud. 6'10", 250, play, plays like Kevin Durant. Like, I was texting Joe Green, big, big basketball guy. 
And I told him, I was like, yo, if you're not watching this, Kentucky, we were supposed to go to Kentucky Duke. We, I, I don't know if I told you. We had the opportunity to buy tickets. It was like Friday night. Uh, not Friday night. It was Tuesday night during a work week. I was high during a work night. I was like, ah, I can't make it. It was like after the podcast, after drinking all weekend. I was like, you can't went. do it. I should have went. I texted him two minutes in the game. Like I immediately regret <laughs> not going. Um, that kid is no joke. Top three chance. Uh, top three favorite to win player of the year. Uh, Trevor Keels. Keels and abs- Ballin. Oh, absolute pit bull. And I just found out tonight him and Jeremy Roach have been playing playing in the backcourt together since middle school. They won multiple state championships together. Absolute dogs, both of them. Wendell Moore, the triple-double machine, had a triple-double tonight. Um, tomorrow they play Campbell. I believe this, the line opened up at minus 22. Yes, it's a back-to-back. Am I worried? Absolutely not. Anything under 26, I'm taking it to the bank. And uh, Iona, my last one. I've big Rick Pitino guy. Big, big stripper guy. Love, uh, love some strippers. Uh, normally, I love Ivy League. Hence the Yale. Yale's one of my favorite teams to bet on. Harvard is as well. You know, they're just cover machines, especially in conference play. But uh, Iona goes against Harvard. Harvard, yes, they're a decent team. But uh, they don't have Rick Pitino, the stripper god himself, coaching them. Uh, the Gales made some noise last year, and uh, they only got better. Anything under 10 points, I'm taking Iona side with this. They're just a much better team. At plus at minus six, there's definitely a decent chunk of value. You like anything else for tomorrow? You like any college basketball plays for tomorrow? I haven't looked at the college basketball plays for tomorrow. I do like the over on that Texas Gonzaga game. Now that you bring it up, I can see yeah, it being real back and forth. It's gonna be I think, close. I think there's like solid 15 points that are that that you have leeway with with that one. I think that's so, like a 95, 100 game. Because Gonzaga, like you said, runs the floor, shoots so quick, and then you know Marcus Carr over there with Texas, you know he's gonna put up threes. They're not gonna be able to drive too much inside with the Holmgren down low. Be a lot, uh-huh. of, lot of threes raining down. As long as it's close there at the end, you know there'll be fouls. Could possibly put it over. I do like that over 151. Now that you bring that up. That, that's probably my bet, my bigger play on that game. It's probably gonna be the probably gonna be the over. But like, like it's not a. I just looked it up like on Vegas Insider, and it's like I, th- I believe it's on DraftKings now. Like it's not up on my book yet, so I, I didn't take it. But once it's up, it's mine. Um, Eileen, I have a bunch of leans tomorrow. I'm not gonna talk talk your off about college basketball. That's not why you're here. You're the Give college me, basketball guy. I I could talk. Real quick before before we switch off, Iona's up up to six and a half. Should See? I lock that in now? Yes, absolutely. I'm so fucking good at this. I'm so good at this. It's up to six and a half in my book. Yeah, I'd take it. I feel extremely confident up to eight. I'd be willing to take it up to ten. Up to ten? I love to hear that. It's just, it's my personal handicap. I was also the guy who thought that uh, Ohio State was going to win by 26 on Tuesday, and they hardly won. One of my few losses. Well, two and zero now, but yeah, I mean, I've been cucked a few times already. I love college basketball so much. I had a overtime Rutgers under just miss. I had today Appalachian State. Um, forgot who they were playing already. 
doesn't matter. They fouled App State like with 0.4 seconds left, but App State was up by two. And they didn't call it because the yeah. game was over. Yeah. I'm like, the spread was two and a half. They won by two. I was so mad. I was furious. Oh, no, up, up by one, baby. Uh oh. Give me your UFC. Close. Give me your UFC, UFC card. Uh, see, the last couple weeks I've been hitting big parlays. I think I sent them both to you last couple weeks. I hit like a plus 450 and like a plus 350 on the two big pay-per-view cards. This week's a real shit card. Uh, I mean, the main event's good. Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez, but Max Holloway's like a 7-1 to favorite. He's minus 700 right now. There's no chance I'm betting that. I think he cruises, but there's just no value. Um. You know me with my UFC parlays. I like to find two, get the value down a little bit, get the juice down, give me some plus money. Yes, sir. So we're, we're going with two, two picks this week. First one being Cynthia Calvillo against Andrea Lee. She's sitting at minus 135. Um, Andrea Lee has a big striking edge in this fight, but a lot of times in women's MMA, it fight happens on the ground. I see Calvillo just taking her down, cruising her way to a decision. Uh, and the thing about Andrea Lee, she comes forward a lot with her strikes. I see a lot of counter takedowns for Calvillo winning her rounds, um, possibly a late submission. Wouldn't mind that, but I think Calvillo wins that pretty easily. And the other one's Miguel Baeza. He's sitting at minus 140. Uh, he's fighting Chaos Williams. Chaos Williams is a big power puncher, big striker. Uh, but it's a big step up in competition for Chaos. He hasn't fought anyone to this level. Baeza has a big wrestling and grappling edge. He's also a lot better technical striker than Chaos. Chaos just has that one big power punch. So if uh, Baeza can avoid that, he should be able to win. Baeza has really good leg kicks, be able to slow Chaos down later in the rounds. And uh, those two parlayed together, you get plus 200. So that's what I'm looking at for the UFC and good value there. Take my top two picks, put them together, and give me some good value. I don't I don't hate that as long as uh, Whaley Zhang is never in a parlay that you she send me again. She I is will, not. I will take parlay. it. Um, there was a reason she was not in my big parlay last week. I liked her, but not enough to parlay her. Supposed to be. <laughs> just I mean, I, I'm the one who placed the bet. I actually put my parlay in before you. <laughs> I mean, it was looking good. She it was looking real good. I was four out of five legs and a plus. Plus two fifty dog. You know, I did, I, was, I did like that dog pick you had. Thank you. I'm getting better. Joe just texted me. Did Hutch jump in on the podcast? I don't know. You just I guess you just have to watch and find Fuck out. Joe. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Fuck um, Joe. I will give you one underdog pick if people out there want it. Marcus Rogerio de Lima against Ben Rothwell. That's the co main event. It's actually scheduled for five forty five Eastern tomorrow, so it's an early card. Um, ben Rothwell, I want to say he's like 40, 41 years old. He's getting a lot older. Uh, Rogerio de Lima has good takedown defense. He has really good leg kicks. Ben Rothwell, I think his best way to win is by submission. He's not a good wrestler. His cardio stinks. Like I said, he's getting older. I think Rogerio de Lima can kind of stay on the outside. He obviously cracks or has some punch in his striking as well. So I think... Lima could crack him, end it, but if you want underdog, I think he's sitting at plus 140 right now. I don't mind that 
take it all. So one underdog pick. Mm, love me some dogs. Uh, I'm trying to text Joe to tell him that yeah, he doesn't have a choice. He's got to stay up late and edit this podcast so you get all the picks on time for UFC tomorrow morning because the undercard says at one. I just checked. And uh, I want to make sure the, the boys and girls get it and you're not just talking oh, yeah. for no reason. You know? Right. Uh, you have anything to say to the people before we wrap up the show? You have any gambling advice or w- words of wisdom or you know anything like that? Uh... I don't think so. I just hope I can, you know, get get you some winners. Uh, it's hard to follow Morgan Watts. He's out there just fucking give, giving everyone winners out there. He's the ultimate fade. Just go opposite <laughs> what he says, you'll win. So hopefully I can uh, get you guys some winners. Shout out my boy, Greggy Gase. You know, he showed up here in Ohio, went to the Ohio State game with us. I didn't talk to him since. And then he texted me last Saturday. I was all excited. I was like, oh, Greggy Gay sent me a text. I looked. All, all he wanted was just a stream to the UFC. That's all he wanted. Yeah. He didn't want to check see how I was doing anything. He just wanted to get a stream. So, shout out to my boy Greggy Gay. Hopefully he watches. Big divot guy, you know. Big divot guy. <laughs> um. Yeah, there you have it. Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? Would you do it again? I would absolutely do it again. Okay, we'll, we'll try to get any, you on during some any, of the bigger cards. Right. Yeah, talk some real UFC. Anytime you want me back, I'll come back. So, yeah, we'll I'll see how you make it happen. Our schedules were kind of shitty this week, but listen, I we could have gotten it done. We can still get it done. As long as we got some winners, that's all I care about. I'm trying to do a college basketball show, like strictly college basketball show on Friday nights. But uh, Friday nights, I'd be in. We could talk. In for that. But there's no way we're gonna not let Morgan on the show for Friday night fun. Just letting oh, yeah. you know that. <laughs> that. Um, I mean, it's, it's, he's a simple fave when it comes to college basketball. Um, like you guys, thank everybody who's watching. Uh, shout out to Hutch. Really appreciate you coming on, filling in for my boy. It was an honor to have you. It's an honor gambling with you every single day. There's nobody else I'd rather take advice from. And that's not just tooting your horn. I truly believe that. That's why I drove 10 hours to talk NASCAR with you. Oh, yeah. Um, taught me everything you knew. And, uh, yes, to close it out, make sure everybody like, follow, subscribe, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. What's your Twitter handle? Even though you don't ever tweet anything. I don't hardly tweet, but it's tyhutch33. All right, well, Hutch 33 is going to have his picks on the line on Twitter this week, so best of luck to you. Uh, Hutch, do me a favor, text me your picks this way, I don't forget them. I will. And, um, yes, like, to, follow, subscribe. I need to start texting you the Hutch Hammers you can put on the page. Hutch Hammers are 4-0. Yeah, that so they far are. In NBA, so got to keep that going. Well, listen, I, I posted on one of them and took credit for it myself, not going to lie. I know you did. <laughs> I, I think I replied that good pick. <laughs> yeah, good pick. Wonder where you got that from. <laughs> um, yeah, DFS article. I'm working on it sometime tonight. It's this now. I'm gonna be up all night because I guess I gotta do all this research college basketball tomorrow. I'll sleep between like 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Plenty of time. Plenty. Like of follow subs. Yes, like follow subscribe. Band diagonal FFD podcast. 
anything and everything sports related. Good luck gambling, and we'll see you fuckers next week.